0: And good evening, Hampton Roads. Good evening, Virginia. Good evening, North Carolina. Good evening, internet listeners everywhere. You're tuned in to this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. And you found us on 1350 AM in Hampton Roads. You're also listening to us at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com on the internet. I want to get going here. I've got a special guest I'm going to introduce you to in just a moment. But first of all, all I want to say. Happy New Year. We've got about six hours left in this year. And what are you going to do with these remaining six hours? I tell you what, why don't you devote the remaining six hours to getting ready for the next 365 days? The new year comes around. It's an opportunity to reassess your life, to examine your life, to take stock of what you've accomplished in the last year and really make up your mind to go higher and do better in the year to come. So I want to take advantage of this opportunity to wish a happy new year to everyone and to pray God's blessings upon you in the year to come. As I said just a moment ago, I do have a special guest in the booth with me on this evening. I'm so glad to have... Uh, with me Elder Justin Chase. He's an elder in the Church of God in Christ, and we're going to talk to him in just a moment. But while I'm going through this series on men and their issues, it really dawned on me that, you know what, I think I'm going to have a young man in the booth with me, and we're going to discuss the dynamics of being a man And dealing with men's issues. So, I want to hear the perspective of a young man tonight. And so, I'm really glad to have. Uh, Elder Chase, with me here. He's he's from here in Chesapeake, Virginia. He's attending uh, North Carolina State University, and and I don't mind telling you that I've asked this young man to come into the booth and be live with me here tonight because I I genuinely admire him. I genuinely respect him. And the things that he's doing. So we're going to get right into it tonight because I have a lot of things that I want to discuss with uh, Elder Chase here. Uh, we may not get to it all. You know how that goes. We may not get to it all, but we're going to get to all that we can get to. So let's get going here. Good evening, Elder Chase. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Bishop. First give honor to God, to the God of the Bible, to the head of my life. And I thank you for asking me to be on your broadcast on this evening.
0: It is definitely my pleasure. Now, as we get going here, I want the folks to know a little bit about you. I know a lot about you, I think. I want uh, the folks to know a little bit about you. So tell us some things that we ought to know about you.
1: Well, um, first and foremost, I believe in Jesus Christ, and I am a college student at North Carolina State University. I play football there. I also have a ministry on campus called Upward Church of God in Christ. And, uh, also I, on the ministry on campus, I focus on uplifting the young people on campus and especially my athletes. Cause I believe that since I am an athlete on campus, it's probably the best time that I have the strongest pool mm. for anybody on a mm. college campus.
0: Well, wow, that is awesome. You just, you just sparked something in me. I'm dealing with a series on men and men's issues And you're a young man, but you're a man nonetheless. And I certainly mean no offense when I say young man, but you're a man nonetheless. You're a football player and you're attending a university. Boy, I can imagine that your manhood is challenged daily. Oh, yeah,
1: most definitely, (laughs) especially being a man of God and being on a football team. always consider my football team as my first ministry. Yeah, It's the only time you'll have just about everybody from all different types of walk yeah. of lives wow. to be able to minister to, and minister to and reach out to.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And that gives those young men an opportunity. I know there are, there are young men who are coming from every part of the country and probably several parts of the world. Yes, sir. But that gives them an opportunity for those who have not had close contact with a man of God. That gives them a prime opportunity to watch a man of God up close and live.
1: Yes, sir. Just, it's a great feeling. A few people like Kelvin Harmon, he uh, got drafted to the Redskins last year. Uh, from as soon as we stepped foot my freshman year, I've been encouraging guys to come to church with me and been ministering to guys. And now he's asking me as he's in Washington, what church should he go to? So it's, Wow. So I, it, that's probably just, it makes me feel really good that me promoting uh, Christ and, and showing them an example of somebody that's living a holy living, uh, that they want to keep furthering it on their own.
0: Yeah. That is awesome, man. What an awesome testimony. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about more, a little bit more about you and the ministry in a few minutes also, but I, I do have a couple more questions for you. Number one, uh, do you plan to go pro?
1: Yes, sir. That, that's the goal. God, God willing, letting me go pro and, uh, as long as it's his will, that's what I want to do.
0: Amen. Yes, sir. And when you go pro, I want you to remember this old man that prayed for you and told you go ahead. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Now the second question I have for you is a little bit personal. Yes, sir. Where did the name Cuddy come from?
1: So I was told uh my godmom used to watch me a lot and uh she said one day she let my mom get a nice little rest because I guess I was a headache a little bit. She let her get a nice little rest. And when she came back and picked me up, she said I was cutting up the whole time, so they named me Cuddy. Cuddy. <laughs> yes. <sir. laughs>
0: Every nickname has an origin. It has yes, a foundation there. And uh, glad to hear about yours. All right, let's get into this thing here. We've already talked. Uh, you mentioned a little bit about you and the ministry, uh, and you've seen some things. Let's talk about that just a little bit more. Just how important is it for a man to have a relationship with God in Jesus Christ?
1: I believe that it's just important to the point that, yeah, it creates your whole identity and all you have to yourself is your name and what do you want to be remembered by through your name do you want to be remembered by somebody who didn't have anything that he believed in didn't have any faith so if a man's whole goal is to have credibility to his name once it's all said and done you got to have something that you're having faith into
0: amen that's good and you know and I think that's important for men, because men are concerned about their legacy. They're concerned about how they're viewed. And man, every man deals with pride. We're going to talk about that in a little bit also. but it it seems that men, in particular, just seem to have a difficult time understanding that I can do more, be more, go higher, Uh, I can run faster than a speeding bullet, leap tall buildings in a single bound, whatever the case may be, with Jesus Christ in the center of my life. The difficult thing for men is to envision themselves surrendering their lives to Jesus Christ. Does that sound credible to you?
1: Yes, sir, because I just believe that men, we all have a sense of pride about ourselves. And just, I guess, the thought of surrendering ourselves to something or someone sometimes makes people feel like they're less of a man than they are. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and and that pride causes us to compete with one another. Men are always competing. This is my observation, yes, and I'm saying this as a man who's been around uh, – probably two and a half times longer than you've been around. (laughs) Uh, But I invited you in here tonight to get your perspective. So I want you to bounce off of me and let me know how you see things. But one thing I see in the men of my generations and generations before me is that men are always competing. It begins with the handshake. We want to see who can shake the hardest and hold the tightest. And, and, you know, even among
1: preachers,
0: uh, preachers will talk. And I say, and we'll say, brother, the Lord showed me this. And then the next brother, oh, but he showed me that a long time ago. We're competing even as preachers. What about your generation? Do you see that dynamic?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, We try to compete at every single thing we do. Now with social media coming into play, we're trying to compete who has the most followers, who has the most presence. And with me being an athlete, yeah, I see it every day with uh, the males on my team that mm-hmm. we compete at every single little thing. Mm-hmm. Who can get to the door the fastest? Who can eat the fastest? Who can eat the most? So I think it's just <laughs> dna into a man to be able to compete at every single thing he does.
0: Yeah, and I like the way you say that. It's dna into a man. It's in a man. And one thing that I have proposed in this series on men, and prior to this series on men, I did somewhere around 10 weeks on women and women's issues. Yes, uh, and I would encourage everyone Every woman to go back and listen to those podcasts if you desire to do so. I'll tell you how to get a hold to that in just a moment. But uh, uh, one thing that I espouse in both the men's series and the women's series is that there is a definite difference in men and women. Oh, must have. And as much as the world tries, they will never Be the same. You can make them look the same. You can make them sound the same. You can make them walk the same. uh, But it's all the way in that DNA. It's down in that DNA, the chromosomal level. Men and women will never be the same as much as we try. And, And one reason I'm doing this men's series, following that women's series, is because I really want to help little girls grow into women that are surrendered to God and can be women that will raise other little girls into women. And I really want to impact the lives of men to help them grow from little boys into young men and then full grown men that can impact the lives of men behind them. I believe that that's where the change in our society lies. We've got to impact the family.
1: Yes, sir. I, I believe it definitely goes back with church. I feel like if you have a strong male presence in your church, you're going to have a strong congregation in general because the children, the, the ladies that come into the church are going to see that this is a strong church. Mm-hmm. This is a strong ter- uh, thriving church of men, and I just feel like it all starts from top on down. Yeah. If men are supposed to be considered the hierarchy of the family and charge mm-hmm. of the family, it starts from mm-hmm. the man to... Uh, be saved and to confess to Jesus Christ and to be faithful with that. And then once that happens, the whole family will fall in line yeah. from that.
0: Yeah. Amen to that. And that's kind of how I uh, teach men's ministry myself. I preached the message uh, some time ago, make the man sit down. Yes, sir. Jesus was going to work a miracle. He's going to feed 5,000 men, not including the women and the children. But before he did talk to his disciples, and then he said, make the men sit down in companies of 50. Yes, and I believe one reason Jesus did that is because he understood if I get these men in place their families are going to follow. Yes sir. And if their families follow them, then the church is going to be bigger and stronger. The city will be bigger and stronger. The community will be bigger and stronger, but God begins with the man.
1: And I think it's a good it's a good difference between the two. When we say man we mean an actual man, a strong man Mm -hmm. that's confident in himself because the day that we're living in, they're trying to make it two separate men. They're trying to make it a strong man and then a man that could be a little bit, a little feminine. So (laughs) I feel like as long as we see a strong man in church, that's when the whole thing is going to change.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you this. Have you pondered, taken the time to ponder where there seems to be, more men falling away from church than coming to church um i think with that
1: i just feel that the reason why some men are falling away is like how you said earlier a lot of them doesn't want to be able to submit to someone Mm -hmm. they don't want to be able to take correction uh take a rebuking from Mm -hmm. their leader they want to feel that their pride hasn't uh, been challenged. I think pride is what gets in the way right. with it and why men are probably falling away from the church.
0: Amen. And and that's the essence of the battle with man. Pride. Yes, sir. Pride. Yes, sir. And who is that man to tell me what to do? I'm yes, a sir. man just like he is. You know, and along with that pride, one thing I see is that, uh, and I want to make sure this comes out right, uh, the presentation of church. I would like to see a bigger male presence in church, but I think one thing that would help us grow the male presence in church is a church that promotes manhood more. Yes, sir. And, and and I don't mean no harm. I love to worship. I would never leave the church. And no matter what's stated in the church, is never wrong. The church is the body of Christ more than any building. But I tell you what, it impacts the minds and the pride and the life and the thinking of man when he goes in the church and he sees a woman in charge of everything. Yes, sir. And I'm not going to mess with this too much. <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: Oh yeah, and <laughs> I definitely believe what Bishop's saying is that Um, just having a strong male presence within your church is Mm -hmm. going to grow the church and we're not spraying it from a chauvinistic type Mm, of perspective but it's just a lot of times men might and it goes back to the pride that men might their pride might get hit with being under a, a female which there's no there's nothing wrong with a female preacher nothing wrong with a female pastor but some men aren't able to submit to a woman
0: yeah They have a difficult time for real, a real difficult time. Hey, I just want to take a station break here and remind everybody you listen to this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic um, in the uh, uh, multi-week series on men and men's issues. And this evening in the booth, I have with me Elder... Uh, Justin Cuddy Chase. (laughs) I'm so glad to have this young man with me. And listen, I need to hear from you. Email me, cdhodges at hotmail.com. Inbox me on Facebook, Bishop Carl Hodges. Let me know that you're listening. Let me know that we're doing some good. Let me know if we're wasting our time here. All right? And if you want to hear this broadcast or any others in the line, you can always go to iTunes and search for... The C.D. Hodges' Podcast, or get on your smart device, and that little purple icon for podcasts, click that thing, open it up, and search The C.D. Hodges's Podcast. You'll find us there, all right? Now, Elder Chase, I've, I've called you a young man uh, several times already. Do you mind letting the audience know how old you are?
1: I'm 22 years old.
0: Twenty-two years old. Wow! Yes, and and uh, again, I I just appreciate you so because your mind is made up to serve the Lord and yes, to sir. live for the Lord. And you're doing, uh, you're in school. You're 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 getting an education. You're on the ball team. You're playing football. You have professional aspirations. You're leading a church. Uh, and I want your perspective because I want to know. What you would tell a young man in middle school or high school, what you would tell them about growing into manhood. Give me a couple of things that are critical for them.
1: I say always remember who you are and don't let anybody compromise who you are or where your faith is. And when, your par- when it seems like your parents are... Pressuring you, not pressuring you, but forcing you to go to church. Don't look at it that way. Just think of it as you're getting a chance to go to church. You're getting a chance to give thanks to the God that woke you up this morning, the God that allowed you to do what you're doing. So don't feel like you're getting pressured to do it because you all have a choice in a sense. Mm. But... Just make just feel like you get to do it. You get. To, and it's not just with your spiritual life. You get to go to school. You get to do what you have to do, because by you doing it, it's only going to be a positive impact into your life.
0: Oh, I love how you say you get to do it. Yes, sir. You get to do it. And and that brings me to a point that I often think about. Um, uh A difference in maybe your generation and my generation that I see sometimes is that uh, it appears that the younger generation has a sense of entitlement. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're entitled to something. The world owes them something. Whereas my generation seems to say, hey, I've been blessed to be here. I get to be here, as you just stated. Yes, I, I'm I'm privileged to be here, even a citizen of the United States of America. Does that ring a bell with you at all?
1: It rings a bell to me, yeah. I feel like and I've experienced it sometimes with myself where I so maybe the way didn't go for me on the football field. I feel like, oh I deserve it, but in reality we don't deserve anything. Mm-hmm. It is a blessing that God gives it to us. But at the same time I feel Maybe where the disconnect from the older generation to my generation now is that I feel like the older generation, when they were our ages, probably were thinking the same thing. But now, since they're older and being able to see it better, they're looking at it now, okay, this is how the younger generations think. When in reality, this is probably how y'all were thinking when y'all. We're
0: our age. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. So you you understand that growth comes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's great, man. That is fantastic. And you know, and I wonder sometimes what happened to that great quote given to us by John F. Kennedy. That quote that he said, uh, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And and I think that every single one of us ought to recognize that we are truly blessed just to walk this earth. And we have the grand opportunity to make out of our lives whatever we choose to. Every problem aside, every ailment aside, every Hindrance aside, every hurdle aside, uh, everything aside, including racism and everything else, we have the grand opportunity to do with this life what we want to. Yes, Which right. leads me to another point, and that is oftentimes I see men who fail to take that responsibility. For themselves and for their life, mm-hmm. uh, it's something to see a thirty-five-year-old man living at home in his mom and dad's basement, <laughs> and believing that they can't do better because other people are hindering them from doing better. Yes. If it's not the the entitlement mentality, it's the mentality that something is holding me back. And failing to take responsibility for themselves, for their future, for their lives, take responsibility yes, for sir. their choices. Have you run into anything like that?
1: Uh, I can, I definitely see it with some people that I know uh, that are a little bit older than me into that 30 year old range. I understand there are certain circumstances where you might be down, down on your luck, and things might not be going your way at the same time, but where I feel like my generation misses. We need to evaluate ourselves, evaluate the mm-hmm. one that uh, you see in the mirror every day. What are you not doing mm-hmm. to get yourself out of where you're at? What are you doing to keep yourself mm-hmm. where you're at? We need to look at it uh, and stop looking at it. What is other people doing to us, making us be where we are now?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I appreciate you saying that. And uh, it just took my mind back to last week's broadcast where I gave a strategy for raising boys and uh one of the points in that strategy was we've got to teach him to monitor himself that's the point of discipline yes sir to lead a young man into being able to step outside of himself looking back at himself and putting himself in check yes sir a man doesn't need somebody else to put him in check he knows well how to put himself in check yes, and it sounds sir. like that's what you're saying yes
1: sir just all about uh, your self responsibility, mm-hmm. keeping yourself accountable, knowing what your standard is, yeah. and not to fall below that standard. Like we have one uh, quote that sticks with us. That's our program motto for NC State: is that the standard's the standard. Know what your standard is, and mm-hmm. don't fall below that standard. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. Wow, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yes, and and so many men are hurting in adulthood. Because they haven't had anyone to model a standard for them. Or let me retract that. They haven't had anyone to model an appropriate standard yes, for right. them. And that hurts. And that was the other leg of my strategy for raising boys. They need someone to model appropriate standards. So yes, well, I tell you what, I'm, I'm appreciating hearing you say the things that I've already said. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> you must have been listening in my window. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. I definitely feel that we, as young men, we need somebody that we can look to. And that's why I say the church is one of the better places for you to do that. Mm-hmm. Just say you don't, you might not respect what the pastor's doing. You're going to have an elder in the church. Not even, don't even have to be a licensed worker. It's going to be some older member in the church. You're mm-hmm. always going to find somebody that is a positive role model. Yeah. If you're really looking for it and not being like how my generation can be very stubborn, be very hard headed and be more of we know it all. Yeah. And we just need to listen to the people who's already been through it yeah. so that we can learn and not to go down that road again.
0: Yeah. Amen to that. And, you know, I love hearing you say that my generation and and learning to listen, not being hard hit, because uh, the world of psychology says that. Uh, young men and young women around your age group are still in what's called late adolescence. Yes, sir. And you really don't come into it fully into adulthood until the mid to the late 20s, possibly. Yes, uh, the brain is still forming, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But again, one thing that can help the brain to form is to catch that little boy early. Yes, sir. Give him the model, teach him accountability. Teach him to monitor himself. Validate his emotions. That was my four legs of the strategy for raising boys. That'll help his brain develop early.
1: Yeah, I just feel that my, younger gen- or my generation doesn't have that sense of accountability. Mm. They feel like whatever they do, they're not going to get caught. Whatever they do, it's not going to be a consequence to it. But when you do these adult things, you're going to get the adult outcomes from it. Yeah. And that's why I see a lot of times, even with my teammates, and they'll tell you their story about them having uh, babies at a young age throughout college. Uh, If we're, at this point, don't know the accountability and we're still growing, why are uh, babies raising babies, Yeah, if you get what I'm saying, Bishop? Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. And that's the gist behind this whole radio program. We've had babies raising babies, boys raising boys, girls raising girls. The, The nuclear family is responsible for securing that child Securing them emotionally, securing them psychologically, securing them spiritually, securing them physically. That's the nuclear family's responsibility. Yes, but so many moms and dads are struggling with their own issues from childhood. They're unable to tend to the issues of their children.
1: That's why I say I, I definitely I want to challenge the older generation to grab a hold of some of these uh, people that are in my generation. Because mm-hmm. they might not have the best uh, role model at home but if somebody can take a hold and try to work with mm-hmm. them, you never know what the outcome yeah. will be. I can say I'm fortunate to have great role models in my life. You, my dad, uh, Bishop Wooden, uh, Bishop Prince Bryan, few, few different people, yeah. my, my Uncle Jamie. Uh, it's just about having positive yeah. role models in your life wow. that will help shape you become the man that you are.
0: Yeah. Thank you, man. I, I tell you what, I feel honored to be named in that number. <laughs> yes, I really, truly do man, to uh, know that. That is awesome. Now, and, and, and you know, we talked about a man having God in his life and you are not only going to college, but you have a ministry on the college campus. And statistics say that young people in your age group, they're falling away from church. Young people fall away from church. uh, uh, when they enter college. You didn't fall away from church. You went to college and started a church. So you are an anomaly, so to speak. (laughs) You are an anomaly, man. But I praise God for that. But even so, man, talk to me about some of the specific challenges that you experience.
1: Uh, I think with on campus, it's just reaching them and, um, really getting them to understand, uh, because once you get to college, you start, feeling yourself almost and starting to think that you know it all and trying to look into things way too deep. So I feel like it's trying to break that barrier uh, with them. And honestly, as long as you stay at it and keep going at it, you're going to reach. You might not reach the masses, but as long as you reach that one, that's what my whole mission is there for. Mm -hmm.
0: Wow. Yes, sir. Awesome, awesome. And, And tell me real briefly, real briefly, where did that unction to start that campus ministry come from?
1: It Honestly, came from day one. I can honestly say going down to NC State, I was going to grow as a football player, but going down there also helped me grow as a man and in my spiritual life, Having going to Upper Room, Church of God in Christ with Bishop Patrick Wooden down there. So just seeing what I want to do with life, and I see that there's a need for it right there, it all just clicked into one, and now... I having this official campus uh, organization on there, my athletic department is back said they'll back me with a place. Yeah, if man. I need equipment, they'll back me with that. Wow. So if there's a need, there will be a way, and God will put you yeah. around people that will help you.
0: Wow, that is awesome, man! That's a testimony you ought to be telling everywhere. Yes, sir. There are some older men who need to hear that testimony. Yes, sir. I praise God for that, man. We just about out of time, and and I feel like we're just getting rolling good. <laughs> uh, uh, it always happens. I'm just having a great time with you, but yes, sir. but uh, uh, Cuddy, you got a girlfriend? No, sir. No. no sir. <laughs> Not right now. Big good-looking fella like you, you don't have a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> no, sir. tell me something have, have you have you considered marriage have you have you thought about the role of a man and a woman in marriage uh i've definitely thought about it i'm
1: definitely not at the point for myself to be to be married but i definitely thought about it uh-huh. um i know one of the things i hear come up a lot is uh should a woman stay at home Sure. should a woman go out and work yeah i'm just at the point where what she wants to do is what she wants to do. She wants to go out and make a living for herself and for the family. What's, what's better than two incomes into yeah. a house? <laughs> so.
0: That's debatable among a lot of brothers, but I appreciate that. <laughs> Tell me something. Tell me something you've learned from your father about treating women.
1: Uh, one thing I've learned, and he started out young with me and my brother, opening my mom's car door, mm-hmm. just doing small little things. Uh, one thing I learned from him is that you just always respectful to a woman. You don't play around, try to fight on none of that because all mm-hmm. that is going to lead up to habits. And it's just the little things that matter when it comes to uh, yeah. being in a relationship or being with a woman.
0: Yeah. Cuddy i tell you something. If you remember that, you'd be a step ahead of a lot of men. Yes, sir you would definitely be a step ahead of a whole lot of men. So you've had that good model. Yes, sir. You've had uh, uh appropriate treatment of women modeled for you. Yes, sir. And you don't know how blessed you are.
1: I'm definitely appreciative of my dad, everything yeah. that he's done for me. Yeah,
0: that is awesome, man. That is awesome. Man, God. As much as I hate to say it, we are out of time. (laughs) Uh, Folks, this has been uh, a joy to have this young man, Elder Justin Cuddy Chase, uh, again. He's a minister at North Carolina State University, has an on campus ministry that he's leading. He's a player on the North Carolina State uh, football team, go Wolfpack. Yes, I sir. might start cheering for the Wolfpack now. Uh-huh. They're not in the SEC. Oh, you know? yes, Cheer for the Wolfpack. You know? not the That's all the yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not Duke. You know, <laughs> sir. Not the but I, I certainly, I just genuinely appreciate you being here with me, sharing this time with yes, me. Sir. And uh, I hope we get to do this again. Folks, you've been listening to this week's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic right here at WGPL 1350 on your AM dial. Uh, If you want to hear this again, again, you can look this up on iTunes, the C.D. Hodges' podcast, or Touch that little purple app on your uh, smart device, that podcast app, and search the CD Hodges' podcast. You'll find us there. You can listen to this episode or any of our past episodes once again. Again, I need to hear from you. Email me, CDHodges at hotmail.com, or you can inbox me on Facebook, uh, Bishop Carl Hodges. I'm just so excited to have you. I tell you what, you don't know how my heart is just bubbling over right now, but I got to get out of here. So until next week, remember, you can't have peace until you surrender your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.